you wonder what happened in sports today, Brandon Petrilli, he got the wave. We talking a lot with bros today. Cracking some jokes, the podcast way. Goals on goals. Where homers on homers. Tutties on tutties. Got moments on moments. Just tune into BSP. Just tune into BSP. Just tune into BSP. Just tune into Petrilli. And welcome back to another episode of the BSP Podcast. I am your host, Brendan Petrilli. Today's a little bit of a different one. We've been talking about heavy Sixers, you know, how they were just an absolute embarrassment. But I have a little bit of a change up here as the Summer Olympics 2020 and 2021. The Olympics are just about to get ready underway starting at the end of this month. July 23rd is when it begins. And I actually have a very special guest, a highly trained athlete, uh, a guy who is just an absolute stud, grew up with him, and he actually competed in the trials for swimming, the uh, 100 and 200 meter breaststroke. I have with me today the pride of Orland, Evan McFadden. How are you doing, Evan? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Dude, <laughs> Happy I'm doing, to be here. I'm good, dude. I haven't seen you in a minute, bro. How's everything been? It's good. Been traveling uh, for swim meets a lot. Been at school for forever, it feels like. Um, so it's nice to be back home and, you know, wrapped up my swim career with a great meet. So it was a lot of fun. Well, let's talk about that swim career because, I, you know, looking it up, we were talking about it on the swim cloud. It's a very cool website. You know, they did a lot. You were saying for a lot of recruiting and stuff like that. But you made it down to it was in Omaha, right, for the swim trials. Yeah, for some reason they choose Omaha, but they every four years they actually build a new pool there. Um, so it's a super nice facility every single time they host trials down there. And it's a, it's a really cool spot. All right. So I'm gassing you up here. You made it to the second, um, wave of this competition for the swim trials, the best of the best competing with over a hundred different swimmers. I mean, just talk to me a little bit of how you got there in the first place and then what it was like when you were down there competing with all these amazing athletes. Right. So, I mean, this has been this has been a point that I've been trying to get to for my whole swim career. People dream to come to this meet and obviously everybody dreams to make the Olympic team. Um, so this was like a dream come true to come like and compete at this meet with these high caliber swimmers. Um, so Ohio state has been one of the biggest uh, pieces in getting me there. It's been the crazy training and all of the amazing coaches there have helped me uh, come from, uh, I wasn't this caliber of a swimmer in high school, so they trained me into this type of swimmer now. And uh, I actually qualified for this meet two years ago in 2019 at Summer Nationals. Um, so I've been waiting to swim this meet since then. And uh, I trained for an extra six months after, or not six months, like three months or so after graduation um, to stick around and compete at this meet. And uh, the meet was an environment I've never, ever been in before. It was it's unmatched down there in Omaha. They put together such a nice show for all the Olympians and everybody competing in this, in this meet. It's so awesome. It's so much fun. Um, the American record in my event was actually set in the heat before my race. So I was walking out on deck and uh, yeah. everybody was going crazy. So yeah. it was, <laughs> it was, it was such an electric environment um, to race in front of that many people under the the lights like that it's just so much fun dude it was really cool all of us uh we were able to watch it on nbc sports their live stream and i remember watching i'm like i'm sitting there with my girlfriend i'm like oh my god this guy just broke the record right before evan's about to hop up and i think somebody in yours tied him 
or like came really close to, I believe. But like it was just absolutely insane display with just like amazing athletes down there all competing at once. I mean, I'm sure that atmosphere was absolutely nuts. But let, let's go back to what you were talking before, because I totally agree with you. Back when we were in high school, you know, we'd all joke, oh, Evan, you know, I, hey, make sure you get me a ticket when you go to the Olympics. And, you know, I'm like, hey, that'd be sick. I, I, you don't really think I mean, I, I didn't really think you were like, oh, you're a good swimmer, but I didn't think you get there. But, dude, you proved us all wrong. You went and you set goals. I mean, what was the difference from high school? You talked about it with OSU and Ohio State the Ohio State University. What was that difference of that swim program that got you to this level? So part of it is just a focused effort by everybody who's on board. Um, so when I'm in high school, I was I was playing water polo in the fall, swimming in the in the winter, and then I played lacrosse one spring and just kind of just kind of like made it kept it fun, you know. Um, but it really wasn't my main focus until I was able to get that spot at Ohio State. Um, so like my senior year, I actually started to become that caliber of swimmer in high school and get attention from coaches. And my high school coach helped me to come with that to get into Ohio State and on their team. Um, so once I was there in Ohio State, everybody's on board. Everybody has those goals and everybody's got that focus effort to get these swimmers where they need to be. Um, so it's, it's lifting, it's swimming, it's nutrition, it's all of those pieces come together perfectly at a school like Ohio State. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're practicing like 20 hours a week in the pool and then lifting three week. times a week. So it's, it's or I guess nine practices, however you add that up. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a focused effort and everybody's on board to, to help me get there. So it's a big jump from high school to college, but it was, it was intense. And that's, that's what it takes. Yeah, absolutely crazy. Um, let, let's go into that experience. Now here you go down to Omaha, Omaha, Nebraska. The only thing I think about Omaha, Nebraska is the college world series of baseball. <laughs> but other than that, I, I'm not thinking much about it. I didn't even know there was that much water there for the Olympic trials, but there's not, <laughs> yeah. what was it going down there? The atmosphere where you guys all staying in like the, all the Olympic athletes are in the same like hotels where you guys all eating together. Like what, what was that whole situation like? So everybody was in like kind of different hotels, but uh, everybody comes to the pool at the same time and the fans know that. So the fans show up at the front doors and I'm signing autographs. They don't even ask me what my name is. (laughs) I'll get you an autograph. Yeah. Uh, They don't even ask me what my name is, but I'm signing people's caps, their, their shirts, whatever. They're just happy to see swimmers coming in and they're so excited. That's not anything I'd ever seen before. I'd never sign autographs before I go to a meet, but they're just happy to see people. They're happy to, to just be so close to people who are going to be on the Olympic team. Um, So that, that was something new for me. Um, They have a whole, like I said, the facility is incredible. So they have a 50 meter pool that we compete in and they have a 50 meter pool that we can warm up in. So it's just an awesome facility and they do such a good job of like, we have to have our uh, deck passes on us all the time. So they're like necklaces that we wear and we have to show them every time we walk through a doorway. So it's, it's like a, uh, it's a real production and it's, it's the real thing. Um, and then everybody sits in the stands together. So I was sitting next to my teammates and also other teammates and other teams and everything. So we're all just sitting together. And then actually after the meet, they offer, um, they have like athlete dinners. So we would all go up after the meet into one of the, 
the halls or whatever and uh they had dinner out for us so we could sit with other teams and there were olympians at other tables next to me and all that so yeah we're all we're all intermingled like that and that was that was really fun too that's cool i mean swimming's like it's a team sport but it's also very individual too absolutely yeah any brawls break out any smack talk going on in these dinners at all behind the scenes no i think we're all pretty friendly um there's no real real rivalries that come out i think in uh in this sort of meet when you go to college meets that's definitely where it happens so um if you find yourself at big tens or at ncaa's you'll you'll see those those sorts of trash talk going on but at this point everybody's excited to go out and represent like usa and go win at the olympics because the goal isn't really just to make the olympic team the goal is to win a gold medal you know if you're mm. representing usa so yeah i think everybody's there for that and everybody's excited for whoever makes it on the olympic team and goes to win a gold medal for the usa so all right so you got all this build up you're signing autographs you're kissing babies shaking hands <laughs> on the way in covid friendly of course but of you course. know you're walking in there you got to compete you got to compete you're doing the 100 meter breaststroke and the 200 meter breaststroke um in the very last meets against the top of the top of the nation guys here you're you're in there fighting with against all of them um you got all all these other waves ahead of you and those last two waves are the ones that really count there um what's that your mindset going into the race to begin with and then once you're up on that on that little diving platform there what what's your mindset as you're about to jump in well you know i've done this for for so many years i've i've gotten myself into the right mindset for racing and locked in so the goal the first goal is to shut everything out shut out the autographs shut out the lights shut out the cameras all that stuff and just focus on my job my race my lane that's all it is um so throw headphones in put my hood up so literally not focusing on anybody else and just thinking about what i have to do as soon as i step up on those blocks um so the mindset is just literally focus on the task at hand and uh, make sure I'm doing my job and not letting anybody else mess up what I'm doing. Because um, there are some people that would try to get you, actually. But really, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you if you know the name Lily King at all. By no, chance, I, I don't. She, so she is the uh, American and world record holder in the hundred breaststroke, and uh, she plays some mind games with her competitors. I don't think she did it much at this meet, but she'll be doing it at the Olympics. What, what and, are some uh, of the things she tries to do? So she'll stare people down in the ready room. So the ready room is just like where they keep you before you walk out on deck, before they announce your names and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's notorious for, uh, you know, staring people down, getting in their way. And then she actually likes to uh, get up on the blocks last. So once they blow the whistle for everybody to stand up, she'll look around and she'll wait for everybody else to get up and then she'll get up on the blocks. And it's like, it's just one of those things where you're like, yeah, like, get up there. Come on. You're, you're wasting everybody else's time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the goal is to just shut all those things out. And uh, if you're able to do that, you're then you're going to do your job and those things aren't going to get in your head. Damn. All right. Wow. That, that's, that's actually pretty fun. Um, <laughs> so you, you get up on that block, you, you dive in, you in the 100 meter, you got uh one minute, one second, 0.87. And then in the 200, you did uh, two minutes, 16 seconds, point four, and, uh, point 0.8. So you got 25th and 38th in the two races. I mean, out of uh, over 100 people, I mean, that's absolutely insane to finish in that top 
uh, flight of competitors there. I mean, in the race, are you just doing what you've been doing for 20 hours every week at practice at OSU? Um, or are you getting a little, little nervous there? Uh, I'm just doing what I'm doing. The nerves sort of like, uh, just leave me whenever I get up on those blocks, you know, like I get up on the blocks and I'm confident in myself. Um, I did go out a little fast in my hundred. I was actually, uh, third to the 50 wall, uh, in the whole meet. So the only two people who beat me are Michael Andrew and Andrew Wilson. And those guys are going to the Olympics for the hundred meter breaststroke. So I took it out a little fast. I was a little excited there, but, uh, I did finish the race. All right. I did add about a half a second in that hundred. Um, but my 200 was my second shot at it. And I, uh, swam it way smarter, way stronger and dropped like eight tenths of a second in that event. That's what um, I was about to ask you is when right. you texted all of us in our group chat with our friends, shout out the Orland gang and everybody else, <laughs> you guys better at least listen to this podcast. I know you're not listening to the rest, but anyway, um, you said, uh, hopefully I, uh, I swim smarter in the 200. And from what you said, you feel like you did. What does that mean, swimming smarter? What's the strategy in, in some of these races? So the 100 is absolutely uh, a sprint, but it's a controlled sprint. Um, so I took out my 100 blazing fast, absolutely so fast. And uh, I think part of that was the fact that I hadn't, uh raced in a long course meet since 2019 um so obviously the 2020 meets were canceled and uh my first time really racing in a 50 meter pool was uh back at this meet and i was sort of trying to learn how to adjust to that again and i i took it out a little aggressively but the idea in that 100 is to hold your speed for as long as possible pretty much finish the race the same speed that you started it and i kind of fell off with a little too much speed on the front end. But with that 200, that's twice the distance. So you gotta be twice as smart. Cause uh, if you if you go out too fast, it's gonna hurt so much more on that last 50. And the idea is just to take it out long and strong and hold that and try to increase your tempo on that last 100. So I think that is what I stayed focused on more in my 200 and did a better job of that. Um, getting my nerves out after that hurt not even nerves, just adrenaline, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. Just jacked up. Absolutely jacked <laughs> absolutely. up. No, I, dude, it was absolutely sick watching you. I'm telling all my friends, I'm like, dude, look at my, look at my buddy he grew up with. He's a fucking badass, you know, <laughs> um, competing for the Olympics, but, uh, you got all that adrenaline. You're finally sitting there. You're looking up at the scoreboard. Um, I mean, what's going through your mind? Um, are you peeing in the pool while you're there too, or what's going on? <laughs> I mean, I'm not the first to admit it, but everybody pees in that pool, you know. Exactly, I knew it. <laughs> I, hey, I'm not knocking it. Not in, not in that competition pool after your race, but uh, probably in your warm down and warm up in the other pool. You got to go. do what you got to do. <laughs> Dude, you guys work in your suit, That tech suit's not coming off. I don't know if you know how tight those tech suits are. They probably take a good twenty or thirty minutes to put on. So you're not gonna take that off. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, I understand. Yeah, I, I would want to try to put one of those on, you know, try, I mean, I got plenty. You can, you can just grab one of mine. <laughs> dude, you are so much smaller than me there. I, it wouldn't fit on one of my legs. I, doubt. <laughs> I mean, you can try, I don't need them anymore. So, <laughs> um, so after this now, right. You, you go, you, you're sitting there. 
Well, what are some of the things you, you're thinking back now, reflecting on your whole career at Penn Charter at Ohio State? You just swam for, you know, to try to make it to get a gold medal for, you know, for your country. I mean, well, what are some of the things you reflect back on and be like, dang, that was that was really awesome or, you know, yeah, well, well what are you awesome first? So uh, I think one thing that swimmers find themselves getting caught up in is the stress of the day to day when you're spending 20 hours a week in the pool and you have to go to bed because you have to get up at 5 a.m. and you have classes to go to, you got homework to do, you got extra lifts to do, you gotta make sure you're eating right, hydrated, all that stuff. It all piles up, it all makes you feel stressed. And you just, you just I don't know, you just kind of get lost in all that. Um, so I think right when I was done, it was immediately like feeling grateful for the whole journey. Um, kind of all of that stress just left my shoulders and I I was just feeling so happy for where I've come in the sport and how much I've grown as a person since then. Um, Because yeah, it's, it's easy to lose track of that when you're doing so many things. Um, So yeah, I just immediately called my, my coaches and thanked them and called my family and thanked them and just, just felt so awesome to, to have completed this journey. Um, and looking back on who I was in high school and talking to my coach and thanking her for how much she helped me on this path to get to Ohio State. It's just, it's just awesome. Like, I just feel so good about it. I have no regrets left in this sport. I, I've, I've done everything that I've, I've looked to do. Um, and it's, it's a great feeling. No, dude, that's absolutely awesome. I mean, you know, it's definitely not all just work, right? I mean, uh, what, are, what are some of the things, you know, you, you guys have a little fun with it. any late night breaking in to the pool to hang out or anything. Give me, give me a little scoop of uh, behind the scenes at OSU, you know, a big, big college like that. You guys are, you guys just all, all business all the time there. I mean, we're definitely not trying to get in the pool more than we have to. So <laughs> there's yeah, none of that, but uh, I don't know. It was my friends were, we, I, I lived with three other swimmers on the team and uh a bunch of people in the class above me lived across the street and just having them so close and being able to hang out with them all the time was the best uh, because we were in the same training group. So we spent all the time together and then on the weekends we could go hang out with them and they were so close. And I think that's something I'm going to miss so much, but that was a great experience just to be able to live with swimmers, get to know them so well, be such good friends and uh, have them right across the street as well, just to hang out with them all the time. Um, and watch them going to do big things because one of those guys, Andrew Lloyd, is a professional swimmer right now, and he's he's still uh, he's still kicking it. So he's doing cool things, and it's awesome to have such a tight relationship with him like that. What is he so. going to be swimming in for the Olympics? Oh, he he actually he is in the ISL. I don't know if you've heard about that. No, what's that? The international the international swim league. It's kind of a new thing. They're going oh, to season okay. three this year. And um, I think he's he's finding a spot on a team for the ISL this year. He swam it last year, and he's a freestyler. So look out for him in relay events and uh, the 100 and 200 freestyle. And he's, uh, he's doing good things out there. He's training down in Florida with uh, Caleb Dressel, who's on the Olympic team. And they're they're fighting together and training together and doing all that fun stuff down there. That's dope. That's dope. Um, I want to ask you this question too, because, you know, huge topic just came over the past week and a half now. I mean, as a college athlete, the name image and likeness just got passed. 
I mean, a lot of people, you know, the NCAA has been really, you can't really do much at all. Amateurism, you know, made up their own word. Um, what do you, what's your whole take on that? I mean, as a swimming, you see like all the kids coming out now, volleyball players, swimmers, wrestlers, are, are there a lot of the ones that are really trying? It's not just that like football players anymore. These kids uh, that aren't as big nationally televised are getting a chance to make money off of their name. You know, I mean, what's your take on that? Oh, I'm so jealous. I'm not a part of it. I'm yeah. so jealous. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know, obviously, like the big revenue sports like football and basketball, they're going to get most of the attention. Right. But uh, a sport like swimming that might break even on the the money that they're spent and the money that they bring in based off their performance. Uh, it's like a big opportunity for people like this just to like capitalize with either a, a small company that they have a relationship with. Or um, I don't know if they're if they'll get the attention of some big company and get a nice big sponsorship from that. That's a huge opportunity, and I see it as a as a great thing. I think it's awesome. Um, I don't know what your take is on that, but yeah. I think it's awesome. And these these kids are going to be able to make the money that they deserve. I think so. Yeah, it's a great opportunity, and I really wish I could have been a part of that. I have always been sense. on I've always been on the fence about that. Because, you know, these kids are most of are getting Scott full ride scholarships. I'm not getting that. But the thing I got to pay, I'm, you know, close to $100,000 in debt. But the thing that I do agree with and that I like about this is it's your name. You should be able to do what you want with your stuff because they're selling, you know, I mean, I hear a lot about like Johnny Manziel, right? They're selling number two jerseys at Texas A&M still. It doesn't have Manziel on it, but right. everybody yeah. knows that's a Manziel jersey. Right. So that's where I like if you're popular enough. Because nobody's going to go buy, you know, some random dude stuff thing. They're going to go and somebody that they relate to. But everybody should have the opportunity to make money on your own, your own work. Because you've put the work in for all that. You've earned the right to be able to do that, just like anything else in life and business. So that's why I'm like, I'm happy for it. I mean, I wish D3 rugby players could get in on that, too. But, yeah, yeah no, I, think I mean. If you were definitely, if you were in there for another year or two, I'd try to reach out to you, be your manager. We'd sell oh, some yeah. gear around Orland and stuff like that. Go to the local swim clubs. Uh, oh, i absolutely make, do that. <laughs> make a little cash on the side there. No, I think they're doing it the right way. I think this is this is going to be good and people are going to be happy with this and the way they're doing it. I don't know how it's, how's it going to defend it or uh, like uh, trickle down to D3. Is that going to be a... I mean, I'm sure it's the same thing, but I mean... You know, it's D3 sports. I, it, what the thing that could probably, you know, looking at Susquehanna University, right? Say, like, uh, the QB of, like, the football team. You can go maybe go to, like, the local bars or the businesses and try to – because you might be a little bit more popular in the local area. Maybe that – you can help yourself out a little bit like that. I don't see yeah, it man. being much. It's more than D1 athletes that have a lot more name recognition and behind them and stuff like that. But I could definitely see the smaller local markets – um, you, you have an opportunity. You got to be smart about it. Um, right. And that's the biggest thing I'm scared about is you're giving these 20, 19, 21 year old kids opportunities to make a lot of money. Who knows where, what's going to happen. It's going to be the wild, wild West. That's my only um, sidetrack to it, but I, I'm, Hey, go make your money. That, that's yeah. all that, that matters. You know? I mean, how many people did barstool sign in the first? Exactly. Day? Yeah. So I don't know what that, what's going to come of that. I don't know. If I don't think they do either. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. But I don't know if a um, Barstool sponsorship is going to be a good thing or if it's going to look bad or if people are going to see it in the future. But, you know, 
anything that comes out that's new, people are going to make mistakes with, you know, like it's not going to go perfectly the first time around. So in a couple of years, it'll be straightened out and everybody know like the rules and the boundaries and regulations and kind of all that stuff. So yeah, yeah it, it'll figure itself out, I think. So uh, an Olympic athlete, that's what I'm calling you for the rest of your life here. Where are you moving on from here? Are you going back to school um, or what's next? Right. So in my undergrad, I studied, I studied aerospace engineering. So I'm going to go on to graduate school at Ohio State, um, continue studying aerospace towards my PhD. And uh, I'm working with one of the professors that I did research with two years ago. Um, so I'm going to continue doing research and taking classes and work towards that PhD. And it could take me probably four years or so, maybe five. Um, but I'm in it. I'm excited about it That's and crazy. I'm ready to get fully, fully invested. So I won't be ha sp spending 20 hours a week in the pool. I'll be able to, to just lock in on this. Do you not I'm have any eligibility left? I do, but, yeah, uh, gotta hang them up. Yeah. If I'm doing, uh, this research, it'll probably be like 30 or, or probably 40 hours a week. And, um, yeah, I won't, I won't have swimming in there. Hanging up the speedo, the swim cap it's over. That's what, that's the official announcement here that I'm getting live on the BSP podcast yeah. from Evan McFadden. You have it here first. Yep. Yeah, breaking <laughs> news here. Hey, shout out. I do the absolutely awesome. Um, just watching you growing up with you, just the evolution of you. I mean, proud to say that you're my friend. Um, but yeah, man, um, going from an Olympic athlete now, probably going to be working on airplanes and maybe spaceships. Who, who knows what you're going to be doing in the future here, but it's absolutely awesome. Uh, and continue success for you, Evan, my man. I mean, this was, this was a good time, you know, talk for about a half hour or so. Thought we talked about a lot of interesting stuff. So I hope everybody enjoyed it. A little bit of different aspect to the sports world here as we're moving through the dog days of summer. You know, watching the Phillies just gave up three runs when they were up seven to three against the Cubs. Yikes. But yeah, um, we'll definitely talk about the Phillies moving throughout the summer here. But I want to thank you, Evan, as the Olympics are coming up here soon, end of the month, July 23rd. We had our own Olympic competitive uh, competitor here with us and Evan McFadden. Thanks, brother. Thanks, man. Keep out. Keep your eyes out for uh, Hunter Armstrong from Ohio State on the U.S. Olympic team. He's going to be doing big things in that 100 backstroke. So make sure you tune in on NBC for the Olympics. 100 percent. Everybody check out those Olympics. Um, check out Evan on Instagram and everything else. Um, thank everybody so much for listening. Keep an eye out. We're going to keep trying to get this one podcast out a week, you know, trying to quit this day job at Giant. So uh, let's keep it going here. Thanks, everybody, for the support. Shout out to the 215 and go birds.